Blog Talk Radio. This is our common ground, broadcasting whole, gray, gray, black, black, talk by manners, alternative activists, in hours, talk radio, with Janice Graham. Transforming truth to power one broadcast at a time. The government defined Africans as slaves as property, property, people with no rights to be respected by any whites anywhere. The Supreme Court of the government, same court, granddaddy court of the one that stole the 2000 election, Supreme Court said in its Dred Scott decision in the 1850s, no African anywhere in this country has any rights that any white person has to respect at any place, any time. That was the government's official position, backed up by the Supreme Court, that's the judiciary, backed up by the executive branch, that's the president, backed up by the legislative branch, and enforced by the military of the government. It's like I woke up this morning, among an army of red and an army of blue and I'll stand tall and true as I ask you what are you fighting for? This 
four-foot-by-four-foot concrete block you're arguing for and bartering for is merely a prison without bars that still manages to arrest you by confining your mind and you allow this corner to define you and now you're redefining yourself by calling yourself a street corner entrepreneur. And I ask you, what are you fighting for? You see, now you're standing on corners I used to call my own corners I once considered a safe zone and now I'm too afraid to let my mother walk to the store alone because these streets, they're covered with cowardly fake gangsters and I'm angered at the nonsense that rag on your head is somehow keeping knowledge from seeping into your brain. Don't you see that you're dying for nothing rather than living for something? You're self-destructing and just fucking your own self over and I ask you, what are you fighting for? You're waging wars over something that never was and never will be yours because owning the streets is just a fictitious concept that gets misused by hip-hop dudes trying to pass themselves off as reincarnated gangsters. So, contrary to popular belief, no matter how deep your gang is or how much money you'll think you'll make from crack rocks, the only concrete blocks you'll ever own are the ones that come with steel bars or the ones we call tombstones. So I guess the only... So I guess the only decision left for you to choose is whether the fabric in your casket should be red or blue. And I ask you, what are you dying for? Frankly, uh, it has been a uh, well-known fact, uh, though only in the form of rumor, that uh, there has been a great deal of uh, apprehension at my being out of the black Muslim movement on the part of the black Muslims themselves. And I had uh, stated in a newspaper article about an effort to take my life back in January, and at that time the Muslims denied it. In fact, they tried to make it appear to my brother that I was insane. But on a program in Chicago called Hotline, it was moderated by Wesley South, John Ali, the national secretary, admitted uh, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, one of these days last week, that they absolutely were going to kill me. Why are they threatening your life? Well, uh, primarily because they're afraid that I will tell the real reason that they've been, that I'm out of the black Muslim movement, which I never told. I kept to myself. But the real, real reason is that Elijah Muhammad, the head of the movement, is the father of eight children by six different teenage girls, different, uh, six different teenage girls who were his private personal secretary. Uh, four of them had one child apiece by him. Uh, two of them had two children, and one of those two is pregnant right now in Los Angeles uh, with their uh, third child. And uh, the, the one who first made me aware of this was Wallace Muhammad, Mr. Muhammad's son. And it was uh, their fear that uh, if I remained in the black Muslim movement and this came into the knowledge of his followers that they would leave him and follow me. So uh, a, a plan immediately was set in motion to uh, take me down, put me out, and uh, the statement that I allegedly made, or not that I allegedly made, I did make it, the statement that I made about Kennedy was used as a, a pretext to take me down. But in reality... Who will survive America? Few Americans. Very few Negroes and no crackers at all. Who will survive America? Few Americans. Very few Negroes and no crackers at all. Who will survive America? Very few Negroes, no crackers at all.
Yo, Flowbag Jones Will you survive in the heat and fire And light up Sterling Street and your ass prints on the pavement Grease was melting in this brother's eyes His profile was shot up by a Simba Thinking who was coming around the corner was really Tony Curtis And not a misguided brother got his mind Hanging out with Italians Who will survive America? The black future will You can't with the fat stomach between your ears Scraping niggas out the inside of nigga day Following the wedding of the yellow robot will not survive. She's old anyway, and they moving her church in the wind. Old people, no. Christians, no. Where's Negroes be invisible to truth? 1944, Minnesota, no, no. Nothing of that will be anywhere. It will be burned clean. It might sink and steam up the sea. America might, and no American. Very few Negroes will get out and no crackers at all. No crackers at all. person, because ultimately our people's future resides on what we do outside of the White House. African descent fairly, America failed. She put them in chains. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on action block, auction blocks, put them in cotton fields, put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experience, experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist bastions of higher education, and locked them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, 
build bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God... Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Our Common Ground, a higher ground for discourse, discussion, solutions, and ideas. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Talk, talk, that matters. matters. Transforming truth truth to power, one One broadcast at a time. And now to Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. And good evening and thank you for being with us here at Our Common Ground where we speak truth to power and ourselves. How about that for a notion? Uh, I am sitting in the chat room here at Our Common Ground and Brother Brock and India DeClaire and Michelle O. Is with us and a number of guests, and we thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, as you have probably heard, tonight is our final broadcast of 2013. It is time to go celebrate, to be in the spirit of the Inguza Saba. Um, joining me tonight, um, Alpha and um, and uh India declare later on in the in the program. Um and we want to talk about a number of things, but before we start talking about closing up shop, um <clears throat> for those of you who have joined us tonight, we want you to know and to be very clear about our organizational posture. Our Common Ground Media and Communications is an organization that I formed back in 1985 uh, to be the business arm of the Our Common Ground Communications uh, undertakings. One was uh, talk radio. Uh, Another was um, public speaking and writing, uh, editorials and commentaries and such. And the other was for the formulation of activist initiatives, whether it be electoral referendums or public affairs campaigns on issues for empowerment of the black community. And one of the major focuses of the public affairs arm of our Common Ground Media and Communications had to do with two things, education and education, educating our people and the politics that undergird the education of our children. Um, So, 
back in 2000 and, ooh, 2010, we created a subsidiary of our Common Ground Media and Communications and called it TruthWorks. TruthWorks is the home of Soul of Fire with Dr. Matthew V. Johnson, The Alpho Show with Alpho straight out of Chicago, Dwayne Alford is the host and producer. And recently we added commentaries on the Times Radio with Playfell Benjamin. They are three different shows under the banner of TruthWorks Network. They are a subsidiary of Our Common Ground Media and Communications, and they will continue to broadcast as I lay down my microphone and pick up my pen. So we don't want you to be confused about that. Those programs, those broadcasts will continue. Our Common Ground is taking a sabbatical to do something different and for a reason. And that reason is really found in the Nguza Saba, or the seven principles of Kwanzaa, for which I have formulated the character of how I live. Kwanzaa and the Nguza Saba is a deeply meaningful uh, part of the reflection and recommitment for me as a black woman to the people from which I come. It gives me an opportunity to have both an appreciative presence of our ancestors, both great and ordinary, as models of human excellence, achievement, and the possibility that they demonstrate in evidence to me and help me to understand the enduring legacy for which I must place my footprints on this earth. Our Common Ground uh, broadcast has been and continues to be how I pay my rent on this planet. I have never worried about making money or profiting from what I do. But, you know, you get to a point where uh, you have to protect those treasures in your life, and this broadcast is one of those. And we all get a sense of when something is not working. And we're going to talk more about that. But uh, doing our common ground over the past 28 years has allowed me to 
have time of self-conscious recommitment uh, to honor the awesome ancestral legacy from which I came left uh, to preserve and expand it, uh, to uphold a time-resistance moral and cultural value that ground and guide me daily and to follow and hold fast to um, the ethical mandate that is found in the Odu Ifa, and that is to bring good in the world and not let any good be lost. And it is an, an ethical imperative to me to bring and sustain good in the world because I think that it is part of my ancestral of the ancestral legacy left by those who came before me and that includes both the ancient and the contemporary I have had the opportunity I have had my own personal black freedom movement going on in my life uh, the full complement of this broadcast over 28 years. There are very few brilliant contemporary black minds that I have not had the opportunity to sit and discuss the urgent issues before black people, uh, the challenges before us, and the propensity for us to have a great future. And I can't even sit here tonight and tell you, I can't even give you the list. Um, uh, I was uh, taking a walk this afternoon and thinking about something that Jawanza Kanjufu said to me 20 years ago. And that led me to think about Haki Madhubuti. And that led me to talk, think about, um, so I walk with our brilliance. And at the center of sustaining my role, not as a, a scholar, but as someone who sustains the ideas and the notions and the challenge of black people, keeping it before us and ensuring that we understand it as part of our moral obligation to care for the world that has been left to us. Now, this program was never intended to be, nor ever has it been, some kind of symbol, symbolic association with um, being cool or being celebrity or being famous. What we have attempted to do is to bring our community, our people together in courageous questioning of the rightful and righteousness 
and keeping a uh, severe and sustained criticism of the evil, wrong, and unjust that we see in our world, and seeking and securing corrective and alternative answers without fear of consequences. And that's what we have tried to do. That has been our mission. Um, and I, 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 I believe that we have the obligation to make sure there is, a, there is an honorable calling to this whole thing called uh, community leadership. And we're more than, we have always tried to be more uh, than a talk show where people come to rant and rave and be angry. But what we have tried to do is expand messages and meaning of our culture, of our society, to examine the long history of work and struggle to repair the world that we live in, to look at those things for which we can do to end suffering and oppression and to do and demand justice, seek and speak truth, and point toward a new history and hope for our people so that we will always understand and assert ourselves in dignity-affirming, life-enhancing, and world-preserving ways. That has been our hope for what we do for 28 years. It has been very disquieting to me over the last uh five years that we have done weekly i i <clears throat> I have been offered many opportunities to do a weekly show over the years and simply said to people, "What I do on the air, I can't do weekly and I have been uh considering uh that uh decision for that I made for many years because I think that we need to talk about, we have an urgency that we need to talk about our issues. And I I think that in many ways I pulled back from that simply because there were many opportunities for black people to get together on a daily basis, especially with the uh, emergence of Internet uh, talk radio here, blog talk radio, or whether you go to Black Agenda Report, uh, there the, the were just so many opportunities. And all of you who are regulars on this show know that I pretty much listen to talk radio all day long, sometimes even at night, and most and all of it is Black Talk Radio. Not because I'm so enamored with any specific host, but because I truly have a genuine thirst to hear black people formulate 
their worldview and to express both their natural and their intellectual understanding of the events that occur in our world. Sometimes they're very disappointed. Um, but sometimes, and sometimes it's hilarious. But most often, it does something for us that we need to begin to value, and that is to see our world through a kaleidoscope of experience. Everybody's not going to be like Janice Graham. Everybody's not going to think like Janice Graham. Everybody's not going to think like India Declare. And so talk radio gives us an opportunity to really understand the collective problem. Not the my problem and the I problem, but the us problem. And we see it we see it in a in a myriad of ways through talk radio. I think talk radio is probably one of the most important tools that we have to fight oppression, to resist injustice, and to organize. Um, many, many years ago, uh, the Nation of Islam uh, awarded me a uh, thing, an award, and and they gave me a plaque, which which looks like a a, a license plate, but it says um, Janice the Truth Graham, and I I really do value that, um, but I think it gives it, it doesn't say that I know the truth, that I am the truth. It simply talks to me. To me, it says, I am aware of the the value of seeking the truth. And in our community, we have to learn to seek our truth within. I used to call this show the Air Force. The, the Air Force on the Air. Um, I mean, I used to say a lot of things about this show, but we're so glad to have you with us tonight uh, here at Our Common Ground. And I want to ask you to bear with us tonight. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Michelle O is saying she's trying to feel good about this, but I'm not there. I'm not there either, Michelle. Uh, it's really interesting how my family is not there, even though they are the people who've been clamoring a little bit about how much time I spend on radio stuff. I think they're nervous. But um, one of the things that I have always known is that I have stories to tell. I have stories that come out of Kujijakalia. I have stories that come out of Nia. And for those of you who um, are regulars, you know that 
I live by the the seven principles. I live by them because they make sense in my life. Um, um, <clears throat> and I can I can cite each one of them. Um, and in 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 the in the things that I do. Uh, Ujama, for instance, which is uh, the principle, which means cooperative economics, um, building and maintaining our stores, our shops. To me, that means maintaining this program because it is a business, and that we profit from it together. And profit is all, not always money. One of the profits that I get is that I can pick up the phone and and talk to Lil Gregory and she will tell me what her husband's schedule is. Um, that's a profit to me. A profit to me is that I can email um, Michelle O. and say to her, I need some help doing some things for the program. That is a profit to me. Or that I can call um, India Declare on the phone and talk about this whole thing, this this shared mission that she and I have. That's a profit. A lot of people don't see it that way. A lot of people get on the microphone, their job is talk for three hours, four hours, and they're off the microphone, and then they're off to make some more money based on what they did on the microphone. That's not ujama. That's not cooperative economics. That's about me. And one of the reasons I believe that we as a people are in the place where we are is because we have gone to the me instead of the us because we think that we can rely on people like Barack Obama, Ben Jealous, um, I don't know, the rest of them, to satisfy the urgency and the challenge and bring solutions for us rather than us creating solutions for ourselves. And that takes me to Kujijakalia, self-determination, defining ourselves, naming ourselves, speaking for ourselves, and creating for ourselves. So one of the things that I hope that we have been able to accomplish is to get people to think seriously about the character of their place, their responsibility, and their obligation in the context of the history, both forward, Sankofa, and backwards, reaching back and fetching it because we've lost a lot of stuff on on the way. I hear Alpho talking last night. I was listening to the Alpho show, as I always do. I listen to every show on TruthWorks Network. Most of the shows I'm in the background working the, working the studio. But 
I would love to be able to have, and I'm going to work on that. You know, this is not just about me moving away to to do writing. It is also about me looking to see a new way of doing our common ground. I have staff meetings with more people than people who listen to this show regularly. And that is not to say that I do not appreciate people who have stuck with us all along the way in struggling to move from terrestrial radio to Internet radio. I'm going to tell you a story. Yesterday, uh, I hosted a forum on this platform because I wanted to show the organization that I work for that outreach has to be different. And under this economy, it can be different. Nonprofit organizations, law firms, blah, 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 they just don't have the travel money to come to Minnesota, to come to Washington, D.C., to come to Boston, or even come from Maine to Boston. I'm going to tell you that yesterday uh, I had a – India Declare will be able to – to really relate to this. Alpha, he don't pay attention. Did you all hear Alpha last night? He just hit any old promo that came up. Whatever whatever came up on the board that he hit it. He said, you know, he was playing promos from way back uh, two years ago. But anyway, I had 98 people on the board Listening, it was a clusterfuck. Believe me when I tell you it was a clusterfuck. Not India, can you imagine ninety-eight people on your board? And I told the crazy people who were on the panel, who were the speakers, to please send me your telephone number so I can uh, I can figure out who you are from the people who might call and just call in to listen. I didn't anticipate 98 people, and I'm trying to find I'm trying to find eight people in 98 people, and the other people I couldn't figure out who to mute and who to bring on, whose microphone to open. It was a mess, and some jackass. I had to open up all the mics to make sure that the guests, the six guests, were going to. <coughs> Excuse me. The six guests were their mics were going to be open, and there was one jackass who seemed to be having a meeting in their office while they were listening to the broadcast. So everything they said was coming over the air, and I couldn't figure out who it was and which mic to mute. It was a, but it was a very good. And India and Alpha, you ready for this? Two thousand. 311 people listened to it. And you know why? Because I had information, and the people on the panel had information that they needed. 
and we did another neat trick with Blog Talk Radio. We streamed it into all of our offices. So people could go into the conference rooms or go on their computers and listen to the to the broadcast. And they experience it internally as a webinar and externally, anybody, wherever. I mean, we have people calling from Canada, okay? So I bring that up to to tell you this. When people identify what they need, they do what they have to do to get it. And one of the reasons that I have decided to write rather than talk is because I and you know and 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 all of you know I I, I could I could would. With the exception of the activists that come here, I could care less if they're ever. This program is not for white people. This program is for black people. This is black talk radio, real talk to black people, which is why I don't mind kicking some white people out when they come in here acting silly, when they come in here without serious intent. When House and Brother Brock... And YJ, Michelle, India, Alpha, Matt Johnson. When 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 you when when you show up, Sis Mar- Marpessa, and you all please lift up Sister Marpessa in prayer. She's still trying to get well. When and 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 others, uh, Elder Vernelia Randall, uh, um, the activists and serious thinkers that come here, we're here for serious business. I mean, uh, I don't. I, I every now and then we have uh, something to laugh about, but have you noticed? Have you noticed that we don't laugh a lot on our common ground? We have a lot of joy, we have a lot of victory, but we don't laugh a lot. Now, that does not mean that I am not available to help anyone who wants to understand how in this country we get to justice, how in this country we unveil ourselves from the oppressive forces that hold us down from being the best of humans that we can be. That does not mean that, because I am pro-black does not mean I am anti-white. That's what none, and and we're willing to be here to help people understand that. I mean, I, I couldn't love. Uh, Tim Wise any more than I do And that gets me to I can't do my job folks If I'm not able To Host a show Bringing you the best black minds The best black Notions The best black strategies The best black books The best black Educators Scholars Thinkers 
but I'm not going to ask them to waste their time. I have too much respect and regard for them to ask them to waste their time. Because, you know, it's hard out here being black. (laughs) It really is. Uh, So tonight I I do want to talk to you about what I think you ought to be doing uh, while we're, I mean, you are our common ground. I am not our common ground. This is our common ground with Janice Graham. Our common ground is you. Alpha and India, come on in here. I'm waiting for you all. Um, But you have got to understand that, I hate to use this analogy, that we all rise or drown based on the the condition of the sea or whatever. The Alpha will explain it to me. You know I get some of this stuff kind of mixed up. But let me tell you a little bit about while they're coming in what what I'm going to be doing. It's time for me to write. Um, I have probably around five books in my head over the next four to five months. I probably will only get through one, and that one will have to be um i had a I had a dream the other night. I dreamed that miles uh was probably around the age of thirty, looking so much like my dad um and and he was sitting at the dining room table, and it must have been a celebration of some kind. Maybe it was Kwanzaa or something. And he was giving his children a book. And on the front of the book, it was my picture. And he said to them, if you know nothing more, than to know about my grandmother who dedicated and committed her entire adult life to the upliftment of black people. If you don't know about her, then you cannot understand about who Malcolm was, our Garvey, our Ida B. Wells, our Mary Church Terrell, or Dorothy Height, or what Toni Morrison is writing about, or and and I was listening to him. Now you got to understand, this is a dream. I was listening to him and thinking to myself as I listened to him. I have done my job because he understands and has built his life on the principle of Nia, and that is the building and developing of our community in order to keep our people on the path of traditional greatness. It was an interesting dream. I tried to tell him about it, and he thought it was kind of funny. Um, 
I'm going to take a break, and uh, when I come back, I'll be joined by Alpho, my brother in the spirit. He has been one of the most loyal and supportive friends that I have had the honor of experiencing in my life. We're going to talk to him in India Declare of the I Declare show. Um, and um, talk more about your common ground. I'll be right back. I'm tired of the stereotype that black Americans don't want to work. I've worked hard my whole life, but I got laid off, and I've got mouths to feed. I need a job. What I don't understand is why our leaders are going to admit another million immigrant workers next year to take jobs when three million black Americans can't find work. I mean, do our leaders really believe that black Americans don't want to work? Let's slow down mass immigration and save jobs for Americans, all Americans, paid for by NumbersUSA.org who champion this cause of something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. And then he set her up by backing off. Well, if she will come and talk to her. Right. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. came and talked to you, not alone, she came and talked with the CIA guy. Sure did. And he basically backed up everything she said, but now they have larger concerns. Now they're crying and whining about the filibuster and the reform of the filibuster. Not only should they reform the filibuster, they should drop the nuclear option on the filibuster. And when you hear people like Mitch McConnell saying that if they do this, this will poison the well forever. Well, I'll take your threat and I'll raise you to shove it in your behind. Right, Robin, and Reason. Advanced Urban Progressive Political Talk Radio. The Alpha Show. Only at TruthWorks Network. Friday, 10 p.m.
where spirit matters. Lies, Only on TruthWorks Network. Your Wednesdays just got better. Soul of Fire with Dr. Matthew V. Johnson. Wednesdays, 10 p.m., where spirit matters. Um, this was at a time in the early 20th century when you could see uh, European imperialism uh, moving into the third world and see people people being wiped out, like in Australia. Like Commentaries on the Times you know, Radio like with Claybell Benjamin, Thursdays, 10 p.m. Insightful history, arts, music, examination of the events of our time with Claybell Benjamin. Must Radio at TruthWorks Network, 10 p.m. Thursdays. Commentaries on the Times Radio with Playfell Benjamin. Live and call in talk radio from his renowned Commentaries on the Times e-magazine. Only at TruthWorks Network. India Declare, real, raw, and right now. It's the I Declare Show. Hi, this is Janice Graham suggesting to you that your Monday through Friday talk destination must be I Declare on Blog Talk Radio with India Declare. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Oh, no, honey, we can't put in, we can't, oh, my gosh, we can't have any expectations of clean air. Who are we, the American people, to want, I don't know, some clean air and some clean water? God forbid. Oh, let's see. Anti-education, Pell Grant, screw it. If you can't afford to get in, you ain't getting in. That's the uh, Repub motto. And, of course, the anti-woman. We are. Small government, small government, small government, vote for me. Small government, small government, small government, vote for me. I don't want the government involved in anything unless you have a uterus. If you have a uterus, buddy, we are, look, now, you tell me, that does not seem to be in the favor of the American worker. We have seen the aggressive assault and attack on labor in this country. Clearly, there is a degradation of uh, the standard of living in this country. I I think it is just flat out uh, undeniable. People are uh, learning to live with less, uh, on less, and uh, uh, and it's tragic. The poverty numbers are uh, through the roof. Come join India Declare, bringing it real, raw, and right now. India Declare, real, raw, and right now. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. We think that even now, orders are being shouted into telephones and men with guns will soon be on their way. Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. Words are for the means to meaning and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't there? You cruelty and injustice, intolerance and depression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and sur- How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. 
But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic you turned to our common ground to be brave and speak with truth and courage about race. We promise you order. We promise you peace. We provide you sanctuary. This is Our Common Ground, a sanctuary for black thought, black ideas, black empowerment, and black truth. Speaking truth to power and ourselves. Thank you for being with us. chat room east coast sam is uh in the house um and i'm waiting for india and what were you a boycotting the place or something india and alpha um i'm waiting for you all to pop up but one of the things we want we hope that we can help you with is that of course um to provide you with um uh, <clears throat> the information that you need uh, on the weekdays, there's India Declare, the I Declare show, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. I join her um, Monday through Friday. And um, then there is always, uh, uh, you know, picking uh, Michael M. Hotep who airs on Blog Talk Radio on Wednesday night, on Thursday nights, uh, with the African History Channel. And Black Talk Radio, Scotty Reed, um, is always available. Monday, uh, I think he, I think he's running shows seven days a week now. Um, um, there is Lib Radio, L-I-B, Liberation Radio, uh, on the internet, uh, Salim Wakim is on WVON on Wednesday night, seven to nine. Wonderful programming, and um, so you you have a menu of choices. And one of the things that we're beginning to believe is that we have somehow got to regroup because this program is designed to get information and then to process it and then to structure it into some kind of action or activity. We don't rant and rave. We are serious about our information. We don't allow events to take us off focus because if you have event, I mean, you've got talk radio that every day, anything that's in the newspaper, that's what they're talking about. And I think that takes us off the focus, that gets us, that dilutes our purpose in our community. 
and that is to concentrate on living in dignity, affirming our presence, and really, in this era, regrouping. Alpha, thank you so much for joining me tonight, my brother, my brother. That's I love when you say to Don, oh, my brother. <laughs> What's up, Alpha? Well, good evening, Janice, and um, I'm um, just with, um, I would say, mixed emotions, because um, I really believe You're that... You're not going to uh, read my book anyway. <laughs> You'll call me and say, well, what does it say? Okay, and, and and none of the other five that you got. <laughs> I was about to post in the chat room, send me the other four books that you're not going to read, and I won't read them either. <laughs> well, like I said, it's, it's, um, I have absolutely nothing but admiration for what you do, how you do it, and how often you do it. And it seems to just be a never-ending, uh, how do you call it when patience, your patience in the face of uh, absolute ignorance. <laughs> that absolute ignorance is on me because the things that you have uh, taught me, guided me through, and just like a big sister is supposed to. And I, you know, lovingly call you my secretary because if there's anything that has to be done, you're the one that's doing it. And I, I'm so appreciative of that. It, at, at this point, losing you for four months, I'm like, who's going to replace you? Where am I going to get a tip from? And um, that's, like I said, it's with, it's with mixed emotions that um, you're going to leave us for four months. Uh, but I'm going to hold you to that four months, too. The final minute, because in four months I want to see you back. I don't want two months to pass, and all of a sudden you say, "Well, I've decided not to come back." Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. we're not well, going. For- well, you know, Alpha, this is this is as much about what I need to do as what my audience needs to do. Well, you're right. You're right. You know the and the. The differences in our the shows that we bring, I am just, I'm unapologetically political. The history of our people and the things that our youth need to learn, I leave all of that to your discretion. Ben, you're absolutely right. There has to not only be political education, there also has to be an historic education for you know our youth, because they we are losing the youth when it comes to knowing where they came from, and you know if you don't know where you came from, you don't know where you're going. Well, for our audience, we're talking with Alpha, the host of the Alpha Show, which broadcasts on TruthWorks Network on Friday evenings, and of course he is totally biased. Um, but 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 I think that one of the things, Alpha, is that at some place, you know, we've got to have non-reactionary dialogue. If we keep reacting, we're never going to find a place for which we are organizing, 
strategizing, and doing the critical analysis, not of the event, but the issues that are created by the event. Well, Dennis, when you say when you say it like that, I have to I have to respond this way. How do we avoid responding when the people who we are trying to defend sit sit silent to and allow the nonsense simply to go unchecked, un, un you know just how is it that we can help but do anything but respond? We respond because the people who we are really, who should be responding, are not. Well, Alpha, there is, I want to point out, I want to point out that there is a difference between responding and reacting. There's a very distinct difference between that. One of the things that I plan on doing over the next four months is, uh, you know, one of the things, too, is that we have scholared our way into invisibility. The people who under some of the people who uh, at a very deep and sophisticated level understand the devastating effect that white supremacy and racism has on our society and how black people continually be uh, are uh, are oppressed by it i think that they talk above the grassroots people uh i i think that they they somehow evaporate the understanding that everyday people need to have about these issues because I don't know any black people who deny flat out that race does not matter or that race matters. I think that one of the things we have not done, you know, back in the 60s and the 70s, people listened to Malcolm and to Martin Luther King and Baird Rustin and Dorothy Height, uh, those that kind of leadership because they taught in very simple terms. Everything that they talked about in terms of uh, racism, discrimination in this country had to do with where people live, where they sleep, where they eat, and where they go to school. So one of the things that I'm going to be doing is one of my projects is to is to create a, a body of essays which brings down the scholarship into the language of the people. And I think that we've got... Uh, India Declare joining us of the I Declare show uh, heard on Blog Talk Radio Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. India, are you there? Okay. Imagine me having this problem with 
with 94 people the other day, yesterday. India, are you there? Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to find somebody on this board. I'm going to put you on mute. I'm sorry. I don't know where India is. Uh, She was scheduled to be with us uh, this afternoon. But I think that that's one of the things that I have to do. I think that we have gotten to the point where people do not understand not only their rights, but the issues having to do with justice. They can't see what we're trying to point out to them. So I'm going to be doing that. Um, But the other part, which is very troubling, is what we have come to accept as the black public discourse. You know, all the we have become almost um uh, where the the scholars are talking to the scholars. Oh, there she is. There you are, India. Welcome. Well, good evening, Miss Janice Graham. How are you doing? I'm doing good uh, at the top of the uh, second hour. Um, yes, Alpo ma'am. and I are just talking about this whole notion of of what we do on the air. And, um, I mean, I, I have gotten to the point where we're not having dialogue. What we're doing is I'm talking to you, and I have a guest, and they're talking to you. And people are not talking to each other. You know, um, you could not be more right. And I apologize. Hi, Alpha. I apologize uh, if I'm sounding nasal. You guys, please bear with me. I've been trying to get over this this sinus deal. But um, you're right. And and um, you and I have spoken privately about about this extensively, and it is frustrating, and that's probably why maybe some of my content comes off as maybe a bit ranty and a bit um, pissed, and it's kind of because I am, and um, I, I'm 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 tired of the standard uh, coquettish. Um, um, uh, categorized type dialogue. I'm 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 wanting to galvanize people to engage, and it's coming from a primal level. But um, I I don't really know what else to do, and um, I I just want more people to be engaged in a granular. Um, um, a pace, um, but it be still entertaining and funny, and you know the whole, uh, the whole, the whole gambit. I just, I just believe that the uh, cuisine should be more issue based as opposed to entertainment based, and I think we are conditioned to uh, uh, swallow entertainment and allow that to be suffice. And I would just say that that is a foodless uh, media diet. And uh, so you're right. Um, You do such brilliant work 
it is literally amazing to be able to tune in for free and get the type of programming that you do. That programming has value. I was listening to Alpho's show yesterday, and, I mean, the man is just so on it. It's just crazy. His show is just effing hot. And these programs have value. Um um, you know, and, and but it's a different type of programming. Uh and um I, I don't know. It's 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 like eat your vegetables, you know? You can't just live on Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm, I'm, I, I hear you uh India and and one of the things I was thinking last night, I was thinking, damn, Alpha ought to have Chris Hayes' joke. Uh, When when we say he drills down, he drills down. And he drills down without this, you know, he drills down without without the fear. You know, it's like as, you know, you watch this stuff or you listen or whatever, and everybody is kind of afraid of pissing off somebody else. And I get that. You know, I get that. These are real people and stuff. But what I like about Alpha is that he's just kind of like, you know, like pie in the face. And There's room for that. You know, there's room for the coquettish kind of everybody be nice and everything is very nice and we have the cute music and everything is great. But there's also room for, um, uh, you know, well, I mean, I call it real world right now. I just think that there's just a, I mean, I want to, I want to see it and hear it, uh, but not from, you know, not from, not from this uh, uh, tantalizingly tired, uh, you know, uh, white male, you know, that kind of product. That's so tired really, and played out. It really has an alpha jump on in here if you want to, but it really has nothing to do so much about what we bring to the air. It has to do, and that's why I made the uh, the, the comment earlier uh, in the first hour, this is not Janice Graham's Our Common Ground. This is your common ground. It belongs yes. to us. Right. And it is an opportunity for us to have a national meeting on a weekly basis to talk about the issues that are urgent. Yes. I'm just not seeing the urgency. Right. Um, exactly. I don't I don't I don't I don't get the laxative um uh approach to you know, the house is on fire and you get a teacup to put the fire out. No, you know, you hit it with a fire hose. Where's the urgency? Because I mean, I I I've got the urgency, that's why I'm on the eight. I mean, it's all galvanized. It's not. It's not uh, uh, substantiated by money. So, what is galvanizing us? What's galvanizing us is the fact that, hey, man, we're going down. Yeah, absolutely right. And good evening, India. Uh, Hi, you know, Alpha. How you doing, baby? The one thing that I that I I try to be very conscious of, you know, this is not about being civil being courteous, being diplomatic. For me, this is about turning into the fight and meeting on the other side, right toe-to-toe, right at the, at the midway point. Don't tell me that your uh, radical, insidious, 
hate speech, somehow the only truth or the truth. And when we when we are and we aren't asked with this, but this is what we, when we respond, we respond because none of them will. We respond with questions that none of them will ask. And you know, and, and a classic example is why are we professors and liberals and this administration why are they fighting on this battleground that has been set in the, I mean they they've set all the rules in the temple. You get uh so called neutral uh political uh websites like Politico, AP and they're supposed to be neutral, but they have a clear conservative, right-wing, will put out a rumor and you can carry it. And Absolutely. it doesn't seem to resonate with uh, the elected officials on the other side and are going to be of all of this. No, I couldn't agree more. You know, I've, I've been spending hours watching the uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner, and, uh, you know, these cats, you know, you talk about bipartisanship. There's tremendous bipartisanship. These cats know each other, uh, dine. Uh, clearly they're cordial and they're very social. It's extremely she-she, frou-frou, very highbrow. You know, the big jewelry comes out, the tiny purses come out, you know, and all that. And um, um, that's that's where the narrative is coming from. Um, uh, the, 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 the turn on C-SPAN, and that's who's providing. Those are the elected officials, and that's the press. So that's the, the that's the policymakers, and that's the narrative providers. And with all due respect to all of it, I don't relate to it. I'm in the real world right now. That is another world. And when you watch right. them, you see that these people are. Uh, this is a highbrow. It's the one percent. That's the one percent. But but here's here's another point to that to that whole thing. You're absolutely right, India. They're all in the same. It's a, Thank it's a you, baby. Fault. It's a food Thank fault. you. It's a okay. food and, and, and at the same time, the black people are standing around and they are defending the Constitution of the United States. All you got to do is look at what happened to Boston from Monday to. To, to from a Patriots Day until now to see how much regard they have for their constitution, but we stand around defending it. Hey, listen, I have a a rule that I don't want people to be on hold for more than ten minutes, um, and we've got some callers. Let's take some calls here. People want to get in. Six four six, you're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for your call. Yes, Janice. Yes. I, I would just. This is Jay. I would. I would just like to wish you a beautiful hiatus. Um, I know you will enjoy it with the grandbabies. Um, I know you will do some good work, and um, you know, I, I just can't wait for you to um, come back. Um, I see you Thank have you, India and um, Alpo, Alpo there with you. You know what I mean? It, 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 as always, it amazes me. When Alpha talks about the um, Republicans and the Democrats, you know, amazingly, it, it, it just comes to my attention that they're basically the same. You know, they they just want slightly 
different things, but they they have the same goal in mind, and that is basically to oppress people of color around the world and to grow the empire. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, one comes it, through the front door and the other comes yeah, through the back it, door. That that that's all it is. I I, I mean. Obama's been in office now going on five years, and um, let's let's be very honest. The conditions of our people has not improved. I, I, I'm still annoyed that people keep on talking about what he's done with the HBCUs. And the bottom line and the honest truth about that matter is that a lot of these kids are dropping out because their parents don't have the credit to get the loans which, um, because of what he did, put that into bigger play than it's ever been. And, and and no one's really talking about it. No one's being honest. I I, I mean, what what happened on CNN last week in regards to um, this issue with, in your city of Boston just goes to show um, where, where they both are. Then you have MSNBC come in like there's so much more of a counterbalance and they're just basically promoting their spin just like Fox do and um black people are being hoodwinked constantly and totally by this um this situation because we don't define anything and we don't really understand anything. I I think the most amazing thing is what's going on with the air traffic controllers how this sequester, which is absolutely an honesty, honest, nothing more than um, austerity measures with a different with a different word, you know, um, the way they've gone about now changing the rules for them, but unemployment and jobs and all of these other things they're not even addressing. You know what I mean? You have people like Richard Wolf, the economist, and um, Paul Krugman, who who people don't even want to listen to and address, that have a clear idea on how this country can get back on track. Um, the country is not going to get back on track. You know what I mean? Unemployment is going to be like this till God knows when, because they need to decrease the population in these countries, and they need to keep people impoverished so that the rich could get richer. And we we just have we have no leadership that's basically um, coming coming about and um, giving us a clear direction on where we should go. I I mean we're honestly as a people really really lost. And, and, yeah, and we, we think we are that lost. we're gonna be saved. We we think that we're gonna be saved by the Democratic Party, and they're not gonna save us at all because they're in cahoots and and. And, and, you know, I I had to laugh. I saw your page earlier today where Aronde was talking about his little interaction with Playdell. Hey, listen, Aronde, if you listen in, let me give you some advice. You don't need to call in Playdell's show if you ain't got your ducks in order because he's going to eat you alive. So you're wasting your time. And you go get upset, and you're gonna get frustrated because Playdell doesn't play that game. So basically, you know, you, you get you a little taste of what Playdell will do, 
And I don't blame Playdell because, like he said, we're not armed as a people to defend ourselves against these pink people. We're not in no position at all to deal with white folks if they finally decide to say, the hell with y'all Negroes. We don't want you in this country no more. We're not going to hire you anymore. We're not going to do anything for you no more. Then what are we going to do? And that's the reality. You go to school to get an education to do what? To pay back money to white folks and to look for white folks to get what? A job. We don't build no institutions. And, and, and Dennis, you was in the movement. I've I, I heard you off and on in the media for over 30 years, 30, 40 years. You know what's going on. You, you've seen where we've come from the 60s and the 70s to where we are right now, and we have and you can't, and you can't even one say it's full circle. You can't even and say it's no, full circle. It's, it, it, it's not, and I hope that when you write and you do an honest critique of what you have seen over these 40 to 50 years that you've been involved, that you really, really tell people what they need to hear because I'll just leave you with this story. I have, I'm going to point this out to you, and maybe some of your listeners will, will get a clear picture of what's going on. I have a sister that has a master's degree in social work. Now, you know, in order to, um, you know, set up your own practice and everything, you have to pass uh, the social worker test. You have to be certified. To get a license. You have to be a to be licensed. Now, once you become licensed, then you you basically pave your own way. You 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 your own boss. You you don't have to depend on nobody. Never again. Well, homegirl couldn't pass the test. She took the test three or four times. She couldn't pass it. So you know she decided well. I'm going to go back to school and get in another $100,000 in debt and get a Ph.D. in community college management, okay? Now, she gets the degree in all of that, got a Ph.D., all happy about now being able to be called a doctor. And I try to explain to the Negro, okay, you got a doctor in front of your name now. Okay, how are you going to pay back them student loans? Who's going to hire you? All right, so she starts sending out resumes and all of this. Been out of work for six years. Do you know she ain't been able to get a job yet? And every job that they've offered her hasn't been worthy of her supposed doctorate degree, her Ph.D.? Now, not, she wanted to pass. Hey, hey, listen, like I told her, if you wanted to study harder, and passed the social work and licensing exam, then you would have been able to make your own money, created your own job, built your own institution. But you know what I mean? That's the problem our people have. We're constantly looking for these white folks to educate us and give us a job. And when we get the credentials and we get two and $300,000 in debt, they don't hire us. They did what happened. So, I mean, I'm just wishing you the best of luck, sister. I enjoy you. I love listening to you when you're on. Keep up the good work. I know you're going to take good care of them grandbabies. The, the boys look good. 
they're growing up, you know what I mean? The little one is getting stronger and stronger, I see. And uh, Miles, you know, he's a star. But, um, you know, I just want to say <laughs> thank you. I'll let him know. <laughs> I just want to say thank you, sister. And, and you are a jewel in our community. And, 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 you know, I just hope at some point in time people will grow to appreciate the service that you've given to us because for some reason we don't support sisters like yourself who have done yeoman, yeoman, yeoman work to try and educate some of these um, Neanderthals that we have in, amongst our midst. Hotep, sister, and have a beautiful night. Okay, Hotep, Jay, and thank you very much. I am very honored by your your compliment. You see, India and, and, and Alpha, there are people out there. But one of the things that we have to recognize is there are people out there that really appreciate the work that we do. I want to take one more call before I bring you two back in. Nine five four. Thank you for holding your on the air. I respect you. Thank you, and good timing here, Queen um, CEO. <laughs> sister. You know Arane. I'm gonna deal with this. First of all, Aloha. I wish you you Aloha, sister, and Shaka, sister, um, and to Alpha and Queen sister there. Um, I wanted us all to have this black think tank together, and wish the rest of the panel would have been assembled. You know, and I wanted you and the rest of the folks to come here and we have a sabbatical in a black think tank uh, forum. And at some point in time, it probably will happen. But uh, with or without me trying to get hold of Tom Joyner's jet, I could arrange it at some point in time. But with this last brother that called from New York, the only thing Plato, and I'm kind of hoping he would have been part of the panel tonight, is that he only showed me how much scared the deaf folks in this country, and for a brother that claims that he comes with the facts, you know, first of all, I served, I fought. I'm not the only man that I has just, ever come I back. I thought of what I was trying to think of uh, during Playtel's broadcast the other night. It was the Deacons for Justice. Mm, Deacons for Justice. Mm -hmm. Right. I was trying to think of the arm uh, group, uh, resistance group uh, of the 60s. But, well, you know um, what? Go ahead. Let's let's go past that because you know one of the things too is that um, at my age and Playfell's age, and I've known Playfell for uh, nearly thirty years now, mm -hmm. uh, is that there are there are those of us who watched what happened. To those movements, we watched how they destroyed uh, Fred Hampton and the mm -hmm. Panther Party. We watched how people died. We watched how they put them down. How they were uh, co-opted. We watched COINTELPRO make make so many effective strategic moves against armed resistance in this country, which does not, by the way, include the Black Panther Party. Right. Uh, so I have to agree with Playfell 
my my well, you know, my only my only disagreement with Playfell and my disagreement with with many people is that our resistance has to be inside our community. Well, you know what? It has to to be a resistance to a tolerating yet another generation of black people who have no sense of themselves and what we can accomplish alone inside. It does not matter to us, never has mattered to our resistance movement of any kind who the President of the United States is. That strategy, sister, is worn itself thin. And even India critiqued me on exotic madness on the very point. My position has been, and I'm going to state it again, if we're not going to pick up arms, then we lay down arms and refuse to fight for this country. Since Ali did it, and during Vietnam, you know, you had people that objected, ran to Canada, and people who got suckered into going to Vietnam. Hence, forward, today. We have people right now, we're still in these internment modern-day camps. And I heard Gary Bird, him, Hotel, me and him had a discussion, too, during Howard Beach, that um, they want us all in one place so they can do us in. Man, we're already in one position, one place where they can do us in. And to be honest, I'm more afraid than you are because I've lived in countries and lived over in countries and, 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 and – uh, had to go through the immigration process. But I still see something there. So for the reality that if we're so scared to death of dying by white people in an out-and-out war, you know, which has a reality, a fact has happened, when it's been through Denmark, Vesey, and Nat Turner, and the Panthers, and everybody else, you know, then how in the hell are you going to sit here as a cowardly Negro and sit here and these folks will tell us that we got to go fight Korea, go into Africa, six, seven tours in Afghanistan and Baghdad, sister, well, that time's whole, over. That's, that's a whole other And, and I'm not a spring chicken, sister. Aranda. I'm in my sixties. Go ahead. That's a whole, that's a whole other issue, and it is part and parcel to the, to the larger problem. What I am saying, and I was in a meeting this morning uh, with about 25, uh, I, I guess they, they would call themselves the leaders in the black community, uh, and I talked extensively about how we have been co-opted out of our own empowerment. We have been, it, it's almost like we built a city and it was totally gentrified by foreigners and we got put out. And And that is a thing that we've got to get back to. We've got to get back to what we do on the local level. Orande, I, I really appreciate your call. Well, can I end this with you, sis, before you sign off? No. Rather than not, we play to anybody else. He can play tell and play this brother, but he ain't playing me. And at the end, we're going to need each other in the end. That's all I got to say. Amen. Love and respect you. Love Amen. and respect I, I, I hear you on that one. I do. Right. Thank you, Orande, and I'll see you on the other side. Uh, you see, India and, and, and Alpha, one of the things, my whole point is we've got to find a way to come back home. Yep. Uh, wow. Uh, so, so, so true. Um, uh, your callers, uh, Jay and uh, Aranda, uh, spot on. And 
and uh, um, it has to happen. Uh, we have to. If we don't come back home, uh, we're over, and we have no one that's, but ourselves to that's blame. That's how we have gotten lost. Right. In my opinion, so, this is my grand's opinion. That well, I concur. You know, it's it's almost like uh, my mother, uh, when I was a young woman, used to say to me, "Good grief, you can't go to meetings all day, and you got a family to take care, of and you got a job to go to." Mm-hmm. She was absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, we got all this going together. So uh, while I'm out doing this stuff, then my family is being taken care of, and 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 that's not always true. And so we're out worrying about we're we're out worrying about who we're gonna who's gonna be in the Congress when our history shows us the Congress don't care who's in the black community. Right, we have to get much more granular, much more, much more, much more um, uh, granular and 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 internal. And uh, we have to self-sponsor. We have our we have our labor uh, and we have our money. And uh, we as a people have enriched uh, everybody. I mean, who haven't we enriched other than ourselves? It's like we've enriched, uh, you name it, uh, the Asians, uh, 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 the Middle Easterners, uh, 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 you name the culture, we've contributed to their overall collective wealth, except for our own. That has to be corrected, or we won't exist anymore. I'll say this. While we're sitting and waiting for us to come home, will there be a home to come to? because it is eroding just as fast as we are seeing it erode. And I know that's circular, but if we sit and wait for the masses to become educated, to become aware that somebody's got their hand in their pocket or someone has cut a hole in the bottom of their pocket, and everything is they're losing it all. If we're waiting for that come home moment, we are not going to have a home But, but the thing is, Alpha, that, you know, one of the things that makes me very sad about coming away from the 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 airwaves, we've got to chip at it stone by stone. We have got to have gatherers who will begin to organize in our community. We have no, I, I said this in the meeting this morning. You know, one of my concerns in, in the city of Boston, and I'm going to be over the four months, and I keep adding to this what's going on in this four months, in addition to writing, uh, I am going to become much more active in 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 the city of Boston. And they're going to hate me coming back, but that's all right. Um, <clears throat> because <clears throat> we don't have any organizing going on in, in our communities at the local level. We are uh, somehow, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong, we are pretending that we are a people of dignity in the work that we do in our community. But we are only reaching those who really 
don't need our help. We're not reaching the people who do need our help. And somehow our leadership or the people who are giving voice to our issues are not understanding, don't see and understand the system in which they are trying to assess and they are not providing access to the people who need it most. I'll give you an example. There is a move in this country to disassemble the existing black communities. Now, most of you know it by gentrification, but it's not just gentrification. It is they are breaking down the density of poor people not for the in the interests of poor people, but in the interests of things that are not in the interests of poor people. Because, you know, they always say where one is gathered. Well, what they're trying to do is filter us. You know, it's almost like last night I was making cereal and and I had a handful of raisins. And I put the raisins in the cereal. I was trying to make them all be all over the cereal, rather lumped in, into one group. And 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 I see that that happening to poor people, poor black people. Yes. Yeah, they, I agree with you that. know, and I, I'll give you an example. HUD has this this housing voucher choice thing, where you. If you're getting housing assistance, they give you a, a housing choice voucher, and then you have to go find your 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 a place uh, a landlord that will take it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're giving out huge amounts of those in the cities, knowing that there is a limited amount of affordable housing. So poor people are taking it into other cities. I mean, this is especially true what's going on in Massachusetts and and some other East Coast, West Coast um, large cities. Mm-hmm. And black people are having to leave their, essentially their homeland, the black mm-hmm. community, to use these vouchers. Which then is designed to do to distort the community, to distort the concentration. To disperse black people so mm-hmm. that they have no collective empowerment mm-hmm. as a group. It is almost uh, diabolical in my mind. Now, there are people who will say, well, you know, we, we're trying to break up the ghettos, we're trying to break up the density of poor people, and that's going to help. That's not going to help poor people. And who makes these rules? And how are Your these Congress. rules changed? These rules are made by people who don't have our best interests at heart, but they wield a great deal of power through the political system. And we're always forced to play by their rules because we will not. Yeah, yeah. Sitting back Um, waiting for everybody to come home. And the thing is that, You've got so much black talk radio who are enamored by people from Department of Justice, the representatives. Those are political hacks who 
are disseminating this information, and it is empowering shows. You all know what I'm talking about. i got to go to a caller, 610, you're on the air. Thank you for calling, and thank you for holding. I, I didn't see you there. I'm sorry. 610? Let's get where he's calling from, too. I don't know. He's not answering. She's not answering. That's Brother Brock. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, So you've got all of these little things going on. Um, And they have been going on for decades now. And nobody's paying attention to them. And it is not in our interest. So that's why it's so important to have local organizing going on. Um, And you'll turn around in your cities and you'll see uh, naturalized citizens and immigrants taking over your political empowerment. Right. You know, um, I'm typing this uh, in your in your in your chat room uh, as I speak. But everything that has been said here tonight, um, uh, uh, from where from where from where I'm sitting, uh, has this connected root, and that is that um, there's work involved on every level, and um, we're conditioned to be like receptors. And what what these times require, these times of of self preservation and urgency, they require us to be uh, producers as opposed to just receptors. Everything that has been said here tonight, from your callers, from yourself, from Alpha, um, this requires an engaged um, um, uh, camaraderie, uh, a willingness to say, you know what, there's some work here. I need to. I need to read about um, who's elected to uh, the school board, and I need to find out who are my local uh, elected officials. And, I, you know, there's some work involved. And I wonder if people have been so massaged uh, by our societal conditioning that when it comes to being a producer and actually having to dig in and do some research, uh, we all know that just from putting these shows together, but just the average Jane and Joe, it requires now everybody to do some work to figure out. It takes it takes work to figure out who is running this and 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 and, and what uh, uh, is going on here and what's happening here, and I'm just wondering if we have been so massaged that we uh, rebel against that work and are always looking for somebody else to do the work. I think that that's what, like, I've always had a problem with the black leader narrative because that inqu- uh, that, 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 that that has in it that somebody else is doing the work. And I think that we all have to, you know, we all have to do some work. Um, and I wonder um, you know, like um, I had a I had a person like work with me, you know, for a while, and and, and I said, hey, you know, I'm 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 building this website, you know, you want to come on in and and you know and maybe you know produce something. They were like, oh, well, wait a minute, you gonna write it? And I'm like, no, man, that's what 
I mean, you know, that's that's it's no. there for you. I, I built the website. I paid to have it. It's there for you. You, you, you know, it's like nobody wants to do the damn work. And I'm yep. wondering if that, you know, the unspoken, because I don't, you know, the platitudes and stuff, that's cute, but we all have a role to play here on a granular level. And I'm just wondering if we're so, you know, into the external that we're so massaged. It's like until we do the work, the work, the work that all of the people uh, uh, collectively did in the King era and before that, everybody was willing to do something. Yep, yep. And, and 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 the thing is, we weren't we weren't afraid, or we weren't afraid of working with our own people. Mm. And I think now we are. You know, mm. one of the things I wanted to tell our audience is that. Uh, if you really want to understand what happens in the in the ghost uh, government that I always talk about, the shadow government in this country, check out the original series uh, of A House of Cards on Netflix, and believe everything that you hear. Mm-hmm. It tells you exactly how your government operates. And the thing is that we have got to become our own government. And that and that is that is how black people had victories and and that is how they built the bridges for us to walk across. And I I want to really thank Jay for reminding me of how long I have been a witness. When he said that, I was saying, damn, 40 years. Yeah, it's been 40 years. But, you know, you know, and to take that in, Elder Vernelia Randall was talking on Facebook, on, on, on her Facebook page, about watching West Wing. And she was talking about what a great lesson it was. And she's a professor of law. So I decided, hey, I'm, I'm going to check out West Wing I watched 74 episodes of West Wing, and it was the best political science class you could ever take. You know, while we're all enamored with Olivia Pope and having an affair with the uh, um, Don't Pope Yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that, that is truly fiction. But the writers of this uh, show, it's a series, and and one of the things I like about the Netflix original series is when you go there, you can watch all the series, all the episodes at one time. You don't have to wait until next week. And that's one of the things that I was able to do with West Wing is I could watch one episode after another episode after another episode. And it really underscores and shows us exactly how the shadow government operates. So India and uh, Alpha, uh, we've only got as as um, as, as Playfell Benjamin will say, we are burdened by the ticking of the clock. <laughs> Indeed. 
<laughs> Indeed. I want to uh, thank each of you for your support and for your collegial love that you have given this program, you have given to me. And I want to thank um, Michelle Odom for her support uh, as a part of the Our Common Ground Media and Communications team and supporting the programs uh, through uh, working with us in our marketing. And Brother Brock and House Music Lover and YJ, um, East Coast, Jay, Aronde, all of you who have hung with us for these years um, have helped us to uh, clip the, um, kept the grass growing and done the edging and I have been so blessed and profited by our association. I know I'm talking like I'm never coming back. Um, And one of the things that I hope that this program has achieved is that you can filter through all the bullshit you hear, that we have provided the kind of voices, the kind of messages that will help you to stop and listen closely and critically to what everybody's saying to you. Um, that this is work, the work that India puts in and Alpho. I mean, I am amazed how Alpho can remember those people's names and how many votes they cast and when they're going to cast the vote and and what what legislative initiative uh, and order relates to the other, you know, this is um, important stuff. And we can never, ever, ever stop wondering, why do I sit here every Saturday night for two hours? We can never stop understanding that this is about Nia, this is about Kuchajakalia. It is about Umoja. It is about Ujama. It is about Ujima. It is about Imani. It is about understanding that in this country, as an African American, as a black person, a descendant of the American slave system, that we will always have to reckon with our very existence. We will always have to resist. And in that resistance, there are obligations and responsibilities to our ancestors, to our children. And we have got to understand if we don't change some things, we are going to die in the same place that we are born, and that is a sin. Amen. Could not have said it better myself, Janice. I want to take these 
uh, uh, precious uh, uh, seconds uh, that you have uh, um, uh, have left just to say uh, thank you. Just thank you for your work. Uh, thank you for your mentorship. Uh, thank you for your sistership. Um, as I've said on the air many times and, and said to you privately, uh, every time I am in your company, I learn. Uh, and I, 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 I know that that energy uh, pebbles out uh, globally, uh, so I know I speak for who knows how many uh, when I just say thank you for the uh, labor and the love that you have put into your craft. And uh, we will, um, uh, albeit uh, um, uh, uh, miss you, uh, but we know that this is what you must do, and we know that your love and labor and craft uh, will be uh, ever inspired uh, with what you produce. So I would just say again, thank you, my love. And, you know, I'm there for you in any capacity. Uh, you know, just holler. And uh, Alpha and the team at TruthWorks Network, you guys are stellar. You're brilliant. And, uh, and you give me energy and inspiration. So just love to everybody in the audience. Uh, and uh, we just hope that you'll give us a ring-ding on the I Declare show when you can and, you know, when you feel like it. And just know that um, uh, we are uh, pulling for you, and uh, we know that uh, even though we'll miss you, uh, we know that this is what you need to do, and uh, and we are inspired by it. So Thank go forward, you. my sister, and continue to be Thank the you. example and of love and information that you are. Let me say and, this right uh, I'm going to echo what India said, but the only reason I'm not worried or bothered is I got your number. <laughs> well, thank you all, and um, it is not farewell, but it is good night. Uh, I will be posting excerpts from my writings on my webpage at Our Common Ground Talk. WordPress.com and sometimes on my Facebook page. Thank you all so much and understand that talk that matters lives and breathes and or dies with you. I'm Janice Graham, and in four months, I'll be listening for you. Get We are living in a nation faced with the possibility of war on multiple mental and physical levels. We got black wars against the police. We still got crack wars in the streets. Unemployment at its peak. Overcrowded cells in present day hell. Wars of Jews against Muslims over whether a created state is real. Wars over Western with Saddam. American politicians arguing over the difference between smart and dirty bombs instead of smart children in dirty schools. I feel like it's me against the world and I'm starting to get ill without even thinking of Kim Jong. Though North Korea does have the world turning up on its access right now. With these signs of the time in mind, I wake up every day asking myself one question. And it takes me no less than 24 agonizing hours to answer. Am I going to die today? I said, am I going to die today? 
I don't even bother watching my back anymore because I might get killed from the side today. Or maybe they get me in nuclear with bombs dropping from the sky today. Or maybe some religious fanatic is going to blow my behind up in a train station after deciding he wants to get close to the paradise today. Hell, I gotta wonder if some insane and depressed pilot whose wife has cheated on him and ran away with the kids is gonna fly today. Right into the 13th floor of my building where I just called my wife to tell her I gotta rise and pay. Or am I gonna get hit on some DWB while driving on I-95 today? Or maybe some crooked cop's gonna decide that so no good niggas mom's gotta cry today? All this while wondering if Bush is gonna play chess if I lie today? Why today? Instead of thinking about all that today, I think I'm just going to lose myself in the movement. The moment I own it, because it might be time to go. It only takes one shot for cops to release my soul. Because our community stopped by filthy 5-0 so. So I decided that I'm going to fight today. Because there's always just enough time left to be right today. Thank you for joining us on... And oh, and just like that, we're riding, running. 